Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a Senior Director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a Master Coach and DaVita University faculty member. We're thrilled to be back after a two-week break. It's been two weeks, Grace. I know. It's been so long. Isn't that crazy? Time flies. Today, we get a chance to chat with Mary Beth Summers a vice president of clinical services. She will be sharing her tips and lessons learned from effective giving effective feedback. Welcome, Mary Beth. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. So we're so excited to have you on our show today to discuss a crucial topic, giving feedback, which is so important to helping our teammates continuously improve and grow. Though some of us, and including me, uh, full disclosure, often struggle with finding the right words and the right timing. So Let's start with, how do you define feedback, Mary Beth? Uh, I define, for me, feedback is timely, thoughtful, actionable. So if you're going to go speak to somebody about feedback, I want them to be able to feel like they can do something with the feedback and that they feel like they are a valued member of my team or my peer or even my supervisor. So to be able to and, and give uh, action goal-oriented feedback. That's great. It sounds like not being just in terms of uh, like engaging with judgment. It's it's really, you know, looking at what uh, how can you contribute to that person in their future and their performance? Yes. Yeah. And I, I like the way that you define the feedback as kind of being neutral, right? Something that's actionable, but you didn't necessarily say it was positive, like praise. And you didn't you didn't focus on it being very critical and something that's broken. So um, do you kind of see feedback is sort of this neutral term that can go one way or the other? Uh, yes. I, for me, I think when I give feedback, it can be praise. I, I mean, everybody wants to hear when they do a great job or, hey, you know, or they were able to turn around a situation and get that positive feedback. And then I think it, when you're giving a more negative feedback, that's, that's more where you have to actually take the time, do your homework, think about how are you going to engage? And most importantly for me, is that is that teammate ready to receive the feedback? That's also part of the timing. Yeah, I love this. I love this distinction because I know oftentimes if someone were to just walk up to me and say, hey, I have some feedback for you, I would I would brace myself for the improvement, corrective, you know, more negative feedback. Um, so it's interesting that different people have different perspectives and and initial impressions of what does feedback mean? Yeah. And so you talked about then uh, making sure that the person is ready to receive it. Like for Doug, you may need to bring him some chocolate or some coffee. So he coffee. feels a little coffee. more open. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Not chocolate. Okay. Oh, I could have, it could have backfired if I brought you right. chocolate. So, so for, for Mary Beth, how do you determine, you know, over your career, how have you learned to tell whether or not somebody is ready to receive feedback that might be a little bit tougher for them to hear? I think that one, you can actually ask, is this a good time for me to give you some feedback? Um, And also, I just think reading some body signals too. If somebody's in a place where they seem hurried or uh, distracted, that would not be the right time to engage somebody on feedback. And I think especially if it's gonna be on an opportunity of improvement. I mean, I think when you give positive feedback, most people are happy to hear it no matter when but it's when you're gonna give feedback on an opportunity, how do you get the right place, the right time, and and ensure that the person's ready to receive it. Yeah, and when you, after, when you, 
assess like this is a good time um, to give that feedback, what are some of the thoughts and feelings that um, come up for you as you're moving towards giving that person feedback? I think when I'm getting ready to give feedback, it's like anything else, a little bit apprehensive. How is that person going to receive it? Uh, Are they going to be defensive or uh, and getting prepared for that type of reaction? And then also a little pensive thinking, um, am I choosing the right words? Is this going to be interpreted the way I'm intending it? So I think it's a little bit apprehensive. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and so I, we were just chatting before about your history here at DeVita. You had 20 years, is that right? That's right, 20 DeVita. years oh this month. Gosh, wow. So, And you started as a dialysis nurse. I did. And um, just kind of thinking through and thinking about our teammates out there in the field and all the different people they have to get feedback to and all the people you had to get feedback to as a nurse, you know, um, your patients, your your teammates, and also your physicians. You know, how do you feel like that experience has shaped the way you give feedback now? I think that it has allowed, my experience has allowed for me to think about uh, what what information do I need to use to validate the feedback, uh, observations, and perhaps even getting some feedback from other folks, how how they're experiencing it, sort of validate, am I experiencing this the way that others are as well, so that I can ensure that I deliver the right feedback at the right time for that person. How do you, how do you make sure? I, I mean, I, I, I find myself wanting to do that too and doing it sometimes. And how do you make sure that doesn't kind of, um, become gossip in kind of complaining about that person or how, how do you, how do you keep that health healthy and on track? I think it's how you ask the questions and in a very deliberate way versus to your point, uh, making it a, um, social type of conversation that it's more directive and eliciting a certain feedback not not like hearsay or got to your point gossip yeah good that's that's good yeah and um just kind of going back to where you said hey that you have when you know that it's time to give feedback to somebody and you know it's going to be a little bit tougher for them to hear that the feeling that comes to you is is apprehension Sometimes just kind of nervousness about how they're going to receive it. So um, let's jump into a specific time. Can you think of a sp- specific time in your career where you ha- you were apprehensive about giving someone some tough feedback and kind of how you moved yourself through that and managed to, to do it and how it turned out? So I, I think a couple of things come to mind there. One, I, I think sometimes it's early. It's easy to put it off and think, you know what? I'm going to think a little bit more about it. I'm going to wait for another day, and then another day becomes another week, and so then delaying it doesn't doesn't help. So that I learned because, and I also think it can exacerbate the situation that maybe you're trying to give feedback on. So uh, I think when I work through the apprehension, sort of just making sure I have my facts straight, I've done my homework. And that when I sit the person down, they're ready to receive it. And I deliver the feedback in a thoughtful manner and pause to get some feedback from the person I'm speaking with. Is it resonating? Is, am I 
making sense to them. And I, I know sometimes when you receive feedback, you don't always hear it the same way. So for me to, to work through the apprehension is be prepared, listen, and like do it uh, and make sure you have the right amount of time to be able to uh, have that interaction. Yeah, it's it's interesting you brought up earlier in the conversation, um, you know, kind of being preparing um, for potential defensiveness. And, you know, a big concern that I have in my fear of what probably holds me back the most from giving feedback is my fear that I'm going to disrupt the relationship, which I think is that defensiveness. And so what do you do to to prepare for that defensiveness? Is there... Uh, wow, you know that's that's a tough question. I think I, I I think it varies by individual, and knowing knowing that person, and that could be my peer, it could be my my direct report, or even the person I report up to, and so I think really just thinking about my relationship, and what how will I react if that person becomes defensive. And maybe after, if it does happen, the person does become defensive, is it worth letting it settle and, and going back later to say, I want to make sure that you interpreted my feedback the right way? And and just circling back to make sure that the relationship stays fluid. Yeah. Would you be willing to share a specific story of how that conversa- conversation went for you in walking through some of that, just to help our listeners kind of um, uh, hear, you know, what that sounded like. Uh, so I'll, I'll give a specific example of when I gave feedback to someone who was my direct supervisor. Uh, and it was in a situation where I was reporting out results. And it was not live. It was a conference call. And um, there was an air of frustration, not with just my report out, but with the other folks that were reporting out. And the, the frustration escalated, escalated until... I got feedback from my direct supervisor, which was pretty harsh. Mm. And I and at that time, I said, the best thing to do is just kind of let this go at that time. So let's pause there real quick. What was his? What did his feedback sound like to you? How did you receive his feedback? I, I think the best way to describe it is like when somebody hits you between the eyes. <laughs> with, with like, <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah. You know, oh. I, uh, where, where almost questioning um, my ability to complete the complete the act or give the report out uh and so the the it was during the moment it was like during oh yeah it was during the moment he gave you oh yeah and you still had more to go oh yeah and you just like (laughs) so i think we decided that it was probably best to stop and um reconvene at another time and then after that i was like okay gotta get a couple deep breaths in here and then uh waited a little bit of time that for that day and then that afternoon uh called and had a conversation to say, this is how I felt when I received that feedback. Um, and I would say that that initial conversation was a little bumpy and there was there was defensiveness and it took a lot for me to get on the phone and say, hey, you know, when, you, when this happened, I felt like this. And then to get the other feedback about like, wow, you know, well, there was, a, there was excuses that I got for why that happened and frustration and then, I, then Again, we kind of just decided to let things lie. And about, I guess about a day or so later, I got a phone call to say, hey, I didn't realize it, should be more thoughtful. And so we kind of had an exchange on how do we better interact moving forward. And so 
that was that was a positive outcome, but it took several steps to get there. Well, I'm 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 present to a couple of things that you were talking about. Number one, it takes a lot of courage to give feedback. I mean, let's just put that out there. It's not. Even if, I don't know, I mean, even positive feedback can sometimes be tough to figure out the right words to give. So feedback in general, I think, to give effectively is, it it takes courage to do that. Um, And then the second thing that I heard was the, when your, your, was it a director or manager or someone who's more senior to you, gave you that feedback in the moment. It sounds like what was lacking there was compassion that you didn't feel compassion from him or feel like he cared for you or had your best interest in mind totally messed you up uh, in terms of your you know your train of thought and and um, needing to do the job that you were doing so uh, that that's definitely present for me is just keeping that in mind that giving feedback you have to allow those things to show that compassion that care for the other person yeah it's it's interesting because in in my mind what's present to to that point is the power of intention and it's the first step in our tough conversation model and just it doesn't sound like he had really clear intention of when he or she engaged and how that how that occurred yeah and i I think uh realizing for me um certain cues that you pick up over time as well when you're in a situation when to just kind of back away when you're in a confrontational more feedback moment that it's better to back away take a deep breath and then figure out where do I go with this next and do you feel like there is a difference in the way you give feedback whether it's to a direct report or up here or somebody who's more senior to you yes for I I think for my peer and my direct reports may be somewhat similar Um, when you go to up to your supervisor and above it's that's where for me the courage part comes in and also i think the whether or not i trust that person to um receive what i'm going to say as feedback and uh, i think with my peers and my direct reports it's somewhat different it's more i feel like that dialogue is somewhat more open than when you're going to your supervisor above how, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel you've had to, or how have you been able to get better at giving feedback over the years? And especially, as you said, to to the to the group that's a little tougher for you to give feedback to. How have you tried to get yourself better at it? Uh, practice. <laughs> the more you do it, yeah. the somewhat easier it gets. Uh, and I think also getting feedback on how did I do when when after the time has gone on and things start to improve, was there something I could have done differently or pointed out differently? I think um, that that's important to work with your, your whether they're my direct reports or peers. And I, I think that that's helpful. Um, as far as my supervisors, I, I don't know. I, the only thing I could say from there is that you get a thank you for, it was a blind spot for me, and thank you for pointing that out. Mm. In terms of, you mentioned practice, is there a particular way that um, our listeners could think about how to go out and practice that would be, a, that would create a learning environment for them? Maybe looking at something that is not as difficult 
Um, I think don't start with the hardest point of feedback, but start with something, maybe something that's positive. And to your point, words, words of praise sometimes can be interpreted uh, as being insincere, et cetera. So maybe starting with something positive and seeing how that resonates with, with uh, their team and, and their peers and others, uh, and then move on to, to something that's more difficult and consider practicing with someone that you trust. How does this sound? Does this, am I, am I sincere if it's positive? Uh, am I being directive enough if it's an opportunity area? And when you say practice with someone you know, are you talking about kind of like role-playing yeah. before you do it with live with the real person yeah. and get feedback? Cool. Yeah. I think that you didn't get, get feedback on how you're delivering the feedback. I, like how, how am it's I being It's a paradox. Perceived? Yes. <laughs> get feedback on how you're doing the feedback. I, I, I like that. That's, that's a great tip. It's, it's not something that you would think of immediately. How do you get better at feedback? Get feedback. <laughs> uh, so with that, you know, we end all of our episodes, Mary Beth, with one tip that we want to, we would like our guests to share with our listeners, something that they can try right now and to help them get better at this particular skill. Do you, you shared a lot of different tips. Do you have one in particular that you would, you would, you know, charge our teammates to go out and try? Uh, sure. Uh, I think if I had one tip is to go and find someone that you need to give some feedback to, um, be thoughtful, uh, look at your timing, and then make sure you articulate both the the facts and the impact that their actions are having on either a person or the team or, or the outcomes. That's a great tip. Yeah, great. Oh, thanks so much, Mary Beth. That was great chatting with you. And thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. This was great. And thanks, thanks for all that you've given and contributed ah, to the village. Thanks so yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It's, been, it's been a privilege and an honor. So thank you. That was a neat interview with Mary Beth. I loved her tip at the end, Grace. Yeah. Yeah. To pick good. one person that you want to give feedback to. And then in your preparation to sit down and think through and get really clear, what are the facts and the data of the situation? And then secondly, to think through what was the impact that that person had on you um, that you want to share back with them? Yeah, and I'm, I'm super excited to continue this discussion of feedback on our next episode because we're going to talk about the other side of feedback, Ooh. how to effectively receive it. Which, which is even tougher for me to do. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. I'm excited. So Doug, this is the part where I follow up on last episode's tip. Drum roll. Um, drum roll. <laughs> this one was from Kenny Gardner. His tips for overcoming breakdowns in your relationships was to one, give yourself the time and space to do a self check on what you're feeling and, and why before you have a conversation with the other person. And two, get clear on your intention for having a conversation with that person. Yeah, so so tell us, how did it go, Grace? Well, I took Kenny's advice and I was I had a specific relationship that I felt had broken down and it was really weighing on me and really tough. And mm. I had to ask myself some really uh, hard questions before I had the conversation with this teammate. Yeah with whom I, I had that ex experience, that breakdown with. And I have to admit that I had to dig really deep about the emotions I was feeling and get clear on what outcome I wanted out of the conversation before I walked in. And I'll tell you that it did not go perfectly smoothly, that oh. first conversation. It was really hard, I think, for both of us. And the tips that he gave really helped me get centered and keep and stay centered in that conversation. And I know that we still have more conversations to go. And um, 
what I wanted to kind of celebrate there is that at least we've started yeah. these conversations. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I really applaud you, Grace. It sounds like you took that really seriously and, you know, that it didn't sound like it was super duper easy. It was, sounds like you'd, like you said, you dug deep and really showed up with some courage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, it, like human human relationships, it takes courage. Yes. This, this is not always easy, is it? It is not. It oh, is I'm not. so grateful we're digging into these tough topics in this in this uh, podcast. And um, I wanted to point out that um, we have two different survey links in the show notes for our listeners. One of them is to give us feedback on the on the podcast. How are we doing? And we really value that feedback. Um, so please click on that link and let us know how we're doing. Yeah. And, we, and you know, Doug, Doug will, for our listeners out there, Doug will have drank his coffee by then. So give him as much feedback, give me as much feedback as you can. Don't hold back. Yes. You don't need to provide coffee with the feedback. Oh, no, no. no but just yeah, click Doug's on the link. Doug's already got yeah. it. So the other, uh, the other link in there is really cool. We are going to be collecting your opinions and thoughts on uh, our 2019 episode topics. So you get to click on that link and vote on the topics that you think we should be covering. And we want to ensure that, you know, we're, we're covering everything that's, uh, that's meaningful to you and that's the most useful. Thanks, Doug. And see you all next week. One for all. And all for one. <laughs>